This weekend, Seoul National University hosted the 2015 Korea Human Rights and Peace Debate to develop communication skills in both Korean and English for high school and college students. While attending the event, I spoke to one of the organizers who also judged some of the competition. My name is Mira Sun, and I'm a foreign legal consultant in a local law firm, and I'm a board member of the Human Rights Foundation. The UN published this uh, sort of a uh, recommendation to protect the public from the human rights violations of the state or state-owned entities or, or the, the state bodies. And, and then also UN also recommended to organize it in a private sector because the national institution is not going to protect the public from human rights violations from non-state actors. So sort of an, an educational and a policy body that would advise the state how and uh, whether the violation of human rights by private actors can be prevented. So the Human Rights Foundation is, what, it, what we do is really about recommending policy and educating the public. Uh, so in the past, we have had different programs for government officials, private company employees, and uh, we also had uh, moot court uh, on international human rights laws. This is just marked the fifth year of the, our moot court program. But moot court program, there is always a winner and a loser. But we need something more than that. Without necessarily losing or, or winning, that there will be a much more open forum where students can discuss their differences and similarities and how they differ and they learn from each other. So that's how we came to this debate program. So each uh, debate session consists with pros and cons. And then uh, there will be questions for clarifications, trying to understand the other side better. And then there will be actual debates. And the, for the college students, it was on the Kaesong Industrial Complex and how, whether that contributes to the improvement of uh, human rights conditions in North Korea. I attended the final round of the English Collegiate Competition featuring the winning team of Choi Ho-jun and Gu Gyo-un arguing for the benefits of the Gaesan Industrial Complex. One in every three children remains chronically malnourished and stunted for growth. KIC is able to feed the 55,000 North Korean workers and their families who are as many as 200,000. The local community is also able to benefit from the energy and water offered by the KIC. But isn't that a leap in the logic? How can the ability to feed the workers directly lead to the improvement of human rights in, the, in North Korea? Well, my first point directly referred to the rights to survival. Actually, my points about other aspects of human rights were addressed in my second and third point, in which I mentioned um, the enforcement of law and the norm-setting power of law. Our stance on this issue is that the current North-South Korean economic cooperation at the KIC does not directly contribute to the improvement of human rights in the people of North Korea because KIC is the only special economic zone in operation in the country and its revenues have steadily increased. However, despite its economic success, the reality of human rights not only at the KIC but also in the whole nation remain the same. 
I have a question about your point regarding um, special economic zones. Do you realize that there are actually other economic zones with, between North Korea and China these days? Yes, we did know, and uh, KIC is the only special economic zone which is effectively in operation. After opening statements and debate, participants are then asked questions by the judges and also given time for a final statement. High school English language competitors discussed if providing school lunches based on the economic status of parents is discrimination. You said that uh, the government uh, budget is limited. Uh, so do you have any other idea uh, to resolve the problem better than the selective provision of free milk? The point that we're trying to make is that the problem of the limited budget itself, because we have a limit, but what you're trying to say is because of the limited budget, we should use this uh, budget efficiently, and especially in terms of welfare, we should give to a person who really needs desperately. But under the universal welfare, we're probably giving lunch for people who really do not in need. Throughout the debate, I think both sides had agreed on two ideas. One, that education is important because it's a starting point. And second, a right should be guaranteed to everyone, despite their family background and such. But on two points of contention, each side had different aspects. The first point of contention was whether school meal was a right or not. The opposition believed that because this is not a fundamental part of education, and because they believe that the spectrum to education should be limited to lecturing and listening to classes and studying itself, they believed that school meal was not a fundamental right. However, students have to be healthy in order to um, gain a better quality education and education itself. They, we should have, we should ensure and guarantee their psychological or physical health. And school meal is essential in that part. Therefore, because this is a premise to educate students, we believe that school meal is a right that should be ensured. And I spoke with the winning high school English language team after their final performance. Um, I'm suddenly and I'm high school second grade and I participated in this event because I realized that it was kind of different from other debate competitions because normally in many debate competitions it can get aggressive but this um, purpose or it, what it tried to achieve was quite different because it tried to achieve a more peaceful way rather than winning one side or the other it tried to find an alternative Hello, and I'm Minzy Choi. And I actually, it was my very first debate. I was first attracted to the competition itself because it handled the topic of human rights. And recently, like human rights had become a big issue through the Syrian civil war and the issues with the refugees. This topic was really relevant for us because it was a, quite a controversy for um, recently about free meals. And among the students, it was kind of like a question if meals are really free, then can we actually guarantee the quality of it and such? And why are the lower grade students receiving free meal but not us? So actually, it was, I was really into the topic. Um, I'm a bit, I have different opinions from my friend here. I found the topic, when I first saw the topic, I found it really boring. But as we both started to research more and delve really into the rights and write the rights of students, I realized that in such a simple issue about school meals, whether we should provide school, free school meals or not. There were so many controversies and so many complications in that topic itself, and I, have, and I was kind of really shocked by the complexity. <laughs> While also preparing students for future debate competitions, organizers of the 2015 Korea Human Rights and Peace Debate hope students will remember the importance of human rights. It is co-hosted and co-organized by so many organizations. You notice there are companies, there are, there's a U.S. embassy behind it. 
And people may wonder what brought all of this diversified and diverse uh, parties all together for this debate. It's because for them, getting good grades in you know, math or in English and Korean may mean all. But that's not the end of uh, our education. And we're hoping that we would create that little room where students may have an opportunity to think about those issues that do not affect them directly now, but at the end of the day, it's going to affect them and the people around them, their own families and their friends. For KoreaFM.net, I'm Chan Storland.